Hi, this is Joey Odom. And this is Tylea Flores. And you're listening to the Stompers in Love podcast. Yes, you are. Yeah. What is up, everybody? This is the Stompers in Love podcast. I am Joey Odom, and I'm here with my lovely Tylea. How are you, dear? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic, despite the fact that CP wants to have a party. That's always great to hear, dear. Um, What do we have in store for today? I think today we're going to be talking about how we react to being by ourselves when we don't have caregivers around. And you actually brought up this topic, so I'm going to let you have a whip at it. Well, you know, our caregivers are like our lifeline. Totally. Um, We are... Uh, reliant on our caregivers for pretty much everything. And for me, every time one of my assistants leaves for the day, I get worried because if something happens and no one is there, there's no one there to save us. I could relate to that 110%. Like, For example, my mom's my primary caregiver right now because we've had difficulty finding a nurse since uprooting to Claremont. And every time she walks out the door, it's like it always gives me an anxiety attack because in a sense, she is my legs. Right. And if you have um, a medical emergency or something while you're alone, that's even worse. Yeah, totally. Like, today I had three seizures alone, and luckily my mom was home, and luckily my stepdad was home, but God forbid they both step out of the house, you know? Right. It's it's difficult, and we always have to have somebody here. So, like, if they leave, my grandmas are on roll call for right now, so. Right. And my mom is on call, too, if I need something. But I'm talking about if I can't get to a phone or, you know, if I'm not able to, you know, reach the phone. Yep, I agree. I agree, especially when you're having a seizure. That's why I have to say the iPhones come with a feature that says emergency call where I could just press it and it calls like my local hospital right away. Right. So that's what I have. And then I have numbers that are on speed dial and Joey, you're number five because you're my significant other. Then I have my mom, dad, my neurologist, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's just really hard to to be in a situation where being alone almost isn't possible. 
Yeah, because although we have able-bodied minds and we have the desire to be alone, like there's some days where I'll, more my parents want to go somewhere and I have to go with them because there's no one to stay home and watch me. And I have to go run errands with them because it's 40 minutes away and they don't want to risk me having a seizure, but I want to stay home alone, but I can't because it's too much of a liability on them. And the possibility of me having a seizure daily now that I'm older is very high. Right, and mine didn't start happening regularly until I turned 30. Yeah, so, yeah, I would say I had seizures. Well, my seizures as a kid, I had one at 12, and then I grew out of it. And then they came back at 23 while I was on an airplane to New York City. That was when I got my first seizure after 12 years of not having it. And now they've been back and forth ever since. Now I get three, four, five, six, six of them a day. I'm on seizure medication, but now we found out that that's giving me an, an allergic reaction. So that's definitely not good. And I think um, a lot of our, our, a lot of our anxiety comes from just being alone. Yeah, and being disabled, too, because we constantly, me and Joey, we have the average mind of an able-bodied person, but our bodies are, like, living in a maze that you just can't get out of. And that's where the mental health comes in. Right. It's it's really, it's really a hell of a place to, to be trapped in. Yeah, because it's like we have the able-bodied mind where we feel like we could do whatever we want, but there's some times where our body tells us, no, you can't, and we constantly have to fight that on a day-to-day basis. And you're probably wondering, well, how does it affect your relationship, and how does how will that affect you guys having an average life if you have to rely on people in your marriage and in the future? Me and Joey, we've We've talked about it, and we're okay with having 24-hour health care. We already have it planned with people. Yes, and, you know, it's it's great to know that, that there are people who really care about us enough to make it work somehow. Yeah. Like, we've discussed it. We have a game plan in place. Now it's just a waiting game. You know, I don't want to get too into detail on what our our game plans are because I want the people to be surprised, if you know what I mean, Joey. But we we have it all together. And when there's days where his mental health is bad or my mental health is bad, we just vent to each other or we we talk about it because we're both in outpatient therapy. Like, Joey goes once a week. I go once a month thanks to insurance in Florida being so wacky tobacky. Right. You know. It's it's really terrible that, you know, we can't get the care that we need. But um... Yeah, and there's always a disconnect in the mental health system when it comes to people with disabilities. But luckily... Uh, And, you know, around the time that me and Joey, like, started to get to know each other, I started going to therapy. And I told him right off the bat, I said, you know, I have ADHD, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have mental health, I have all these issues from 
past trauma. And I don't think that this is going to work. He's like, no, 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 no. Remember what you told me, Joe? Why don't you tell them? Well, I told her that all of the issues that she has are just part of her. And that I loved her for who she was, and who she is, rather. And I didn't want her to, to worry about it because I loved her. I love her for her. And if, if that means mental issues, that means mental issues. We'll just yeah, learn honestly, how to deal with them. Honestly, and that right there got my heart because, like, my last relationship, like, ended because of that like I came home from my first therapy appointment and he blocked me off everything so I was thinking okay well maybe relationships weren't for me and and Joey proved me wrong and he opened up my heart to a whole new desire and he's been nothing but supportive like we celebrate each other's small wins like if we have an assessment and our therapist tells us that our anxiety levels have gone down and we're on the right path to su- to success regarding our mental health, um, we celebrate. Yes, we do. Um, I definitely went down on the, the depression part a little bit. I mean, it's still there, but I went down and I made progress. Yeah, I, last time I was at it. At a 10 now, I'm at like an 8 now, so. I was at 22. Wow, your scale goes up that high. Ours only goes up to 10. I was at 22, and I'm down to 15, I think. Wow. Congrats, honey. I got to get you gummy worms or something. You know, and you see, it's the little things that we do for each other to support each other through these mental health and having CP and feeling trapped in our bodies because that's just part of us and that's how we cope, you know? Like, one of the main things I found in my past relationships, particularly my five-year one, was that... My ex didn't understand my mental health and my needs. And he would tell me, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're going back to that fucking shrink again? You're Googling depression again? There's nothing fucking wrong with you. So he ignored it. And then when I went to the psychiatrist and officially told him my diagnosis, he left that same day. Well... So, have you experienced the same problem in past? No, because I didn't want to acknowledge that I had mental health issues. Ah, see, that's different. So, you hid it for several... I hid it my whole life from the time I was eight years old. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're really brave for talking about this, honey, because I think... There's a lot of eight-year-old boys that are just like you going through men that that are going through mental health, like cerebral palsy and mental health. That's a huge thing to talk about. 
because 22% of us, by the time we're 25, are diagnosed with this. But it's something that lingers in your head from a very young age. Well, I... My, my earliest suicidal thought, I was 15 years old and I never said anything. Well, my... Uh, the biggest thing that has really kind of got me interested in talking about it is the fact that um and I'm going to I'm going to mention this publicly uh my my assistant who also uh suffers from a lot of mental health issues uh kind of inspired me to uh come forward and be honest with myself and others about what I was going through. See, it only takes one person to just help you come out the closet. I mean, you know, she when it had, comes to that, she has helped me in so many ways. Uh, and I don't know if she realizes how much, she alone has helped me, and I will forever be. Uh, I it's almost like feeling like you're in debt to someone for yeah, totally for for helping you grow. Yeah, like honestly, like my first therapist, I miss her, and I wish she would come back. I can't say her name publicly, but she was a real good therapist and she told me she taught me a lot of things about coping with my anxiety and about coping with my anger and she allowed me to let Joey bulldoze the emotions that I had that I blocked because of <coughs> because of my past trauma because well, I was I wasn't going to tell you about my mental health. And she's like, no, you need to tell them. Well, I'm glad that she she uh, helped you come to a place where you could tell me. Yeah, because I was scared to death. I remember picking up that phone and, 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 telling, and telling you. And you're like, no, I'm staying around. And I, well, I, I, I cry about it to this day because... Not many people would stay. I remember that you were like almost prepared for me to be like, all right, I'm gone. Yeah. And that's, it's sad. It's sad, but I guess that's what happens when you go through past traumatic experiences. But right. I mean, I know that you're not my past, you're my future. Right. And, you know, we, we owe a lot, I believe, to our nurses and the people who who care for us on a day-to-day basis. Like my mom, when I'm having a bad day, she's always there to remind me. She's like, look at the people who love you. Look at the people who support you. Look at look at Joey. Like, he's so good. He's everything you you've been waiting for. So you shouldn't be you you shouldn't beat yourself up, kiddo. Right. Love you, mom. Right, you know, and and I, you know, my mom 
is is also my best friend and you know it it's almost like you know between mom and you know the family and um Ashley and you know just having care that yeah, you, that like, you can count on that's like how i feel about Danae. she's not my regular nurse anymore but i still give her a lot of credit cuz you know she she's she's not only my nurse she's like the sister i've always wanted and she is going to get on zoom with us one of these days cuz i texted her today and i was like joey's dying to meet you so she knows right and you know it's you know it's it's they're they're a part of our story too our nurses mm-hmm. are a part of our story they're a part of our lives for a reason like Ashley and Danae, they're going to be aunts to our kids because right, not I biologically, mean, but by the fact that they're always there. By heart, they're going to be. Yeah, by heart. So, like, you know, I want our kids in the future to spend time with their Aunt Ashley, you know. I want or their aunt Danae whenever she comes down and brings Jamaican beef patties. Right. I mean, I want them to be as close to them as they are the rest of the families. Yeah, like treat them like family because they are family. Like Danae's known me since I was 17. So, well, I haven't known Ashley a long time, but it it's almost like. Uh, an instant, um, it's almost like an instant feeling of, okay, I really like this person, and I know for a fact that this person is going to be a part of my life for a mm-hmm. long time. And, you know, some people you just meet, and it's like you've known them forever. And Ashley is one of those people. And, you know, I just, I can't express, and I know she's probably going to listen to this, too. Yeah, I know Danae is going to listen to this on her way to work, so. I can't express the amount of gratitude, uh, love, and uh, just immense, uh, just... It's all love. You know, I love Ashley to death. She's like this, as you said about Danae, she's like the the little sister I never had. And, you know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about these things. Yeah, no. So, yeah, we thank you, Ashley and Danae. I love you. And I miss you terribly. Like, you need to bring your butt down here. We need to go to Disney again. We need to torment Joey because we have a ton of pranks planned for you. Danae's a prankster too, by the way. Oh, God. So you, Ashley, and Danae are all going to be pranking me. Great. Yes. Fantastic. If you haven't known, if you haven't, if you haven't, Danae's a prankster, man. I could go for hours about Danae. I can't, I can't. Can't wait for you two to meet. 
I can't. I just, I just can't wait because I know she's gonna love torturing you just like I do. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Um, love you, Miracle. <laughs> but you know, I, I just, I just don't know sometimes how I manage to finally get lucky enough to have the support and the care team that I have. And I have to mention Phoenix too. She's doing a fantastic job. She's she's relatively new to the team and she's doing a great job too. Oh, I, I loved her from the minute I met her and she said, I'll help with pranks. I was like, yes. And you know, it's it's and- we're all just you know, the way I see it is we're all just a huge family. and Yeah, we're all just one big happy family. And there's been times where Joey's hired people where I didn't like them. And we, we you know, can, 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 I get in, can I get into that? Yeah. There's been times where Joey has hired people and I didn't like them. And he, he, he's disgusted with me. Like, what should we... Because, like, we're going to be living together anyway. So he's like, honey, this situation happening. What what should I do? I'm like, well, we should give them a chance or we should terminate them, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm even involved in the process, too. You know, if I don't like someone taking care of Joey, they know. Right. Like, the last guy before um, Phoenix and Ashley, they knew I didn't really like him. They knew. Right. Exactly. You know, that was a bad situation. And, and I'm sure, and I'm sure once, like, once, like, I get situated and everything and things calm down enough here to where me and my mom start hiring routine people, I'm sure Joey's going to be, like, screaming the nurses, too. So. Right. I, I, you know, we're just that involved with each other and just, you know, if, 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 if Tylea doesn't like someone or something is going on, they know about it. They know about it. And I've had to yell at some of the nurses for, for not being punctual, for not treating Joey right, for yelling at Joey. If it's one, if it's one thing you could get to piss me off. Is when you mistreat him and you're there to do a job and a duty and you're not doing it properly. Oh, yeah. Uh, the future Miss, Mrs. Odom comes out. Right. And, you know, we don't have to deal with that anymore. And it's fantastic. And- it's been great. It's been great. Because sometimes you're like, honey, do you think you were a little bit? I'm like, no, Joey, shut up. Yeah. She'll tell me to shut up too. It's I said, a- I said, Joey, do you want me to get the ADA? Do you want me to get the 504? Do you need me to get this law, this law? He's like, okay, honey, I don't need you to go all advocacy mode. I have this. Right. And sometimes, sometimes she's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> she's, I'm like, but Joey, but Joey, you gotta be on their asses. Because okay, this can I can I see this? Can can I 
this is the thing with Joey. Joey, Joey, he procrastinates on certain things, especially when it comes to certain things regarding healthcare. So, so he'll like, like, oh, I gotta call the doctor, but he'll wait like two two hours. I'm like, no, honey, you gotta do it now because if not the appointments are gonna fill up. He's like, all right, I'll do it if you shut up. Well, I don't. But then, but then he'll do he'll do the same thing with me too. Let's clarify, though. I don't tell her. I don't talk to her that way. No, you don't talk to me that way. You may be thinking that. I may be thinking something entirely different, but I'll say it in a different way. No, he'll be. He's very polite. He'll be like, "All right, honey. Okay, honey." Okay, honey, I get it. And then I'm like, honey, I'm because I call him, jo- I call him Joseph Peanut or Joey Bear. I'm like, Joseph, I'm just very worried about you. You need to get this taken care of. Yes, she is. She's always worried. Yeah, and the- <laughs> she. <laughs> She's, yeah, she's I, I'm always a, concerned about something. Yeah, would you say I'm a very attentive girlfriend when it comes to your health? Very much so, more so than anyone I've ever been with, I think. Really? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it, it's good. I mean, I mean, I'm not, just to clarify, I'm not saying that anybody's, you know, any better i'm just saying in in this particular way i'm uh, you know i learned something from everybody that i've had in my life but you know with you it's 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 different yeah because i'm like even if joey says honey i hurt my knee today i'm like you need to put that on ice do you need me to mail you some ice do you need me to mail you your favorite candy? What can I do to make it better, honey? Like, I'm just that nurturing. I don't know why. I, I mean, it's it's great. You know, I'm so happy. But... And then sometimes Joey's like, Ty, I need a minute. Just let me process this. I don't want to be like, I don't. I don't mean to be he goes, baby girl, I don't mean to be mean, but I just need a minute to process what happened. My thing is, I don't like seeing Joey sad. I don't like seeing Joey mad. I don't even like seeing Joey cry. So for me, whenever he's crying, I'm like, what can I do to fix it? And sometimes there's not much to be done other than just to let me have my moment. Yeah, and I've learned I've learned that with you. Like, if if Joey's like, "Honey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my moment," but I'll call you back in like twenty minutes. I just let him have it. Like, I don't I don't force it as much as I used to when we first got together because I know that's what works for Joe. And with me, it's the opposite. Right. Like, I- if I'm. A- if I'm emotional, Joey will tell you she needs her Joey bear like Yeah, she she's definitely when she has her emotional moment, she's like I need you and I need you now and that's fine. 
you know, and I don't mind being here, of course, but sometimes it's like I was in the middle of this, but I'm going to stop right now and and, and handle, you know, and be here. Uh, and then sometimes whatever I was finishing doesn't get done for another week, but it's okay because it's Ty and she needs me and it doesn't matter. If she needs me, nothing else matters at that time. You know, if I'm in the middle of something that I have to finish, which is quite frequently, I will I will be there as soon as I can, you know. Yeah, that's like yesterday you called right before a show because you needed me for something, and I didn't answer the phone because it was on the charger, but as soon as I saw the missed call, I called right away. I was like, what do you need? Yeah, I was having an, a little bit of an anxiety attack um, about playing, and, you know, I kind of needed to talk to someone, and she was taking a nap, which is fine, and she called me just before I went on stage. And I was like, you're going to do awesome. Like, it's... I think what helps couples get through mental health is supporting each other and understanding their needs and their wants. Right. And you it's kind of like that article I wrote for unwritten last week. Speaking of, of mental health, there's, there's a whole lot of, uh, and this is another thing that I owe a lot of credit to Ashley for go back to our topic of nurses you know, or assistants, you know, I don't know if they like being called nurses because they don't really do a lot of medical stuff unless they need to. But like my, you know, anyway, I, I, I've been debating on whether to, to disclose this, uh, yet on the podcast, but I'm going to, um, I, not only am experiencing anxiety and depression, but I also am experiencing symptoms of DID. And that is a very complex thing. And I'm, you know, I, I never knew what was going on and I couldn't talk about it for years. But Yeah, he couldn't at all. And it, it's it's been a weird, you know, kind of awakening in, in such, you know, a way that I now know that this is possible and, rem- and that this is something that we're going to have to work through. And honestly, like the way I look at DID is like, the movie Inside Out in in retrospect. And when he told me about it, because he didn't come out and tell me right away. He waited. And then he FaceTimes me. I remember he goes, Talia, there's something I got to tell you. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, he goes, I have DID. He explained what it was. And I looked at him and I said, oh, well, that means I get to love more of you. And 
she has this this way of capturing my heart all over again every single day with something she says cuz it's true like like honestly your diagnosis doesn't take away from the fact that you're worthy of love and the fact that our love has grown so much and i love you despite all your diagnosis you're more than just a diagnosis to me well, <laughs> well the the if i was you know and i feel like that's the problem like once your partner gets diagnosed with something, they are not the stigma and they're not that diagnosis. They're still the same person you fell in love with. Right. And even though I haven't um, actually been clinically diagnosed with it, I'm experiencing symptoms of it. Just like I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing symptoms of PTSD. You know, it's, um, you know, I'm not one of these people that likes to, um, like, try to self-diagnose themselves. Me uh, neither. I I just read a lot, and DID makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I think for me, I think going to therapy and my therapist exploring those options and giving me the test and tools that I need to compare. Bat my PTSD. What? I'm on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. What are you doing? Like they're they're dance. They're going. They're screaming and yelling. Is there any way we could crop that out? Yeah. Anyway, where were we? We were talking about. Um... We were talking about, you know, DID and... Oh, yeah. Anyway. Back to DID. Anyway, diagnosis does not take away from the fact that you can still love your partner. And either way, with my PTSD, um, I'm learning how to navigate through it on a day-to-day basis. And I'm so happy to have Joey with me. And I'm so happy to have my therapist who's willing to test me out for these. Right. And that's the thing with my therapist, too. She's willing to listen to what I have to say. And then we're we're working towards um, finding out answers to all the questions that I may have. Yep, so it's just a smooth road from here. Yeah, and, you know, and again, we owe so much credit to our care team and the people who are helping us find ourselves. Yeah, totally. But I think, uh, really, that pretty much wraps up, you know, yeah, pretty much. The episode, and again, you know, don't be afraid to, um, don't be afraid to talk about what may be going on, because it takes one person to really change 
your whole life if you just uh, allow yourself to be honest with yourself and others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it, and understand that your significant other is always going to be there and the support of others too. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's just one day at a time, you know, take, take what you can and, and just do the best you can to, uh, open yourself up to being more, uh, receptive to others, uh, input. Yep. I agree. If you have any, uh, Ideas for topics to to cover, you can email us at stompersandlove at gmail.com and also check us out on Facebook, um, Stompers and Love, uh, as well. And, and Instagram, and too. We're, we're on Instagram as well. And we Stompers and Love podcast, yes. And we just, uh, we just got our, our stuff on Facebook podcasting, too, and Apple Podcast. Yeah. So we, so. Are, we are everywhere. You can find us. And until next time, remember that to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. I'm Joey Odom. And I'm Talia Flores. And we will see you next time on another episode of Stompers in Love. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.